Often we think of yoga <clears throat> as a spiritual journey and that we are seekers. But actually it's the end of the journey. It's the realization that there is nothing to seek. That the journey of experience through life has concluded with our wisdom, our understanding, that the goal is actually to be, not to become, not to experience, but to return to the original self that has always been there, but that we have forgotten. So it is simply our willingness to be. In that realization of our beingness comes the recognition that we are already perfect. We are already filled with the supreme knowledge. We are constituted of the supernal light, the divine light that is the emanation of God. And that the term God refers only to the self that we have forgotten and projected into some other dimension. And so our remembrance is actually more of a forgetting than it is a remembrance. We have to remember to forget everything we thought we knew that turns out to be illusion and maya. And in that forgetting, we must even forget language and forget that we ever thought we were anyone who had forgotten. And so the fullness of the presence of the self requires the absence of the ego, the absence of everything we thought we were and the absence of everything we thought we were seeking or that we needed to be whole. And the complete emptying out of the mind of all of its beliefs, fantasies, desires, fears, Every content of consciousness must be released. But in the recognition that all of those contents of consciousness never belonged to us in the first place, but belonged only to the illusory ego identity, which was simply a costume that we wore in order to navigate our way through a world in which if we had recognized our real self, we would be invisible. And so we put on clothes that would enable us to appear to others who were not able to see the self. And then we forgot that we were just wearing the costume for their sake. And we began to identify with it. So it's in our forgetfulness, of our forgetfulness, that we have fallen under the influence of karma. And on seeking substitutes 
for the fulfillment of the supreme realization. So meditation is the refusal of all substitutes. The refusal to fall into believing that the mind has any answers. The refusal to believe that the mirage we call the world has anything to offer us. And to refuse to believe that the self is a separate individual who is in a world. And to recognize that all of this that we tend to call a world is actually consciousness. And because it is consciousness, it is all the same. No matter who you meet, no matter what you encounter, you are always encountering only the consciousness that is yourself, because there is nothing else. And that that's really the meaning of being an individual, meaning undividable, that all of this is one undividable whole. And the tendency to cut it up into differentiable pieces is only an artifact of analysis that has limited potentials and purposes. But that all of that process of differentiating, analyzing, and attempting to theorize about the nature of this mirage is only in order to ultimately awaken from that theoretical construct which ultimately recognizes its futility because it fails to comprehend the consciousness that is theorizing. And it's in that gap in which the realization of the lack that the mind is of its own source is what enables one to give up that which had been one's treasure, one's ability to think, in order to return to the source. That is the ultimate thinker, but that no longer thinks because it knows. When you know, you do not have to think. Thought is born of the failure to know. And thus, no matter how sophisticated your theories of reality are, they will always fall short because they do not come from the knower, but they come from that self-image that is lost. And in its lostness, it is seeking answers. But you are the very answer that you are seeking. And because you are the answer, no conceptual answer. No answer that can be put into any form or any description or any expression can be the self. The world today is in a state of exhaustion. Not just physical exhaustion and that is also a 
an epidemic. And most doctors have to deal with many patients with fatigue and with other symptoms that come from that same exhaustion. On the mental level, depression, anxiety, lack. There's an exhaustion in the world of the arts, an exhaustion of creativity. There's an exhaustion and a bankruptcy of the system, an inability to solve the problems that the system itself creates, an inability to rise beyond the separate illusions that create conflicts, an inability to engender a vision of unity and wholeness. An exhaustion of our creative power. And it comes from the fact that we have cut ourselves off from the source and without that source the life energy with which we live has become depleted, our batteries run out, and our bodies are now without prana. And the world is preparing for destruction. <laughs> and most of the entertainment in the world today is simply a rehearsal of the destruction of a world that is terminally ill to take it out of its misery. So how do we restore the life energy? How do we bring the prana back into the body? It can't be done with acupuncture. That can eliminate blockages in the prana, but it can't bring prana into the body if it's not there. It can't be done by any form of medicines except the one medicine of God consciousness. That is the only panacea because that is the only source of the energy that alone can restore our capacity to think, to feel, to flow, to unite, to resolve our differences, our illusion of differences, and to be able to overcome all of the illusions of the world that are the failure to recognize the oneness that we are. That requires the energy that is, in fact, transcendence of the ego. And in that sense, it's a catch-22, because how can an exhausted being reach a state of energization when that is exactly what it lacks and it needs energy to reach its own transcendent consciousness? It cannot be done. It cannot be done by the ego mind. And this is where the concept of grace comes in. It can be done by the self that is the battery, that is the source. And so it's very important not to think you are someone meditating trying to reach God, but to realize you are that God trying to reach this illusory individual. <laughs> So we have to do reverse meditation. <laughs> and once we do that, of course, that illusory individual will disappear and the God Self will emerge as the avatar that you have always secretly been 
but that now must be revealed through all the masks that you yourself have been wearing in order to avoid knowing who you are. So now let's let the masks fall away and allow the supreme energy of life and love to flow and bring the unity of our being back to this world that has been a mirage and let's realize that all of this world has ever been is a symbol of the Supreme Self and that everyone here is a part of that one universal symbol that is the real that underlies and pervades and empowers this world and will restore it and enable a new cycle of time to roll onward from that place of the perfect realization of the self. It is that omega and alpha that enables the wheel of time to revolve once again into a new age of love and light. And we are the ones who must turn the wheel. Let's reverse meditate together. Mm -hmm.